right, sit down, relax, take your shoes off, and welcome to This Is Bodybuilding. It's a bodybuilding podcast, it's a life podcast, it's a journal, and it's an entryway into the hearts and the minds and the lives and the souls of the people involved in the world of bodybuilding. My name's Daniel Lansfield, I'm your host, and I'm a promoter, bodybuilding promoter. I'm a social media enthusiast, I'm a podcaster, and I am in the Christmas spirit, even though it's Boxing Day. Uh, today's episode is a very special one. Sammy Ioannidis is, without a doubt, one of the most recognizable faces in Australian bodybuilding over the last 30 years or more. Um, he's amassed state titles, national titles, world and universe titles across both the IFBB and NABBA. Um, he's, without a doubt, one of the all-time greats. In the episode today, we talk about some of his time overseas. Uh, he was mentored by Reg Park, who also mentored Arnold Schwarzenegger for a time. Um, he competed as a junior, and then he broke into the IFBB pro ranks before a very nasty motorbike accident derailed his pro career. It's a competitive career that spanned, I think, four decades. I think his last show was sometime in the late 2000s. I'll have to uh, check on that. But it's fair to say that he's he's really seen it all. Um, his last show was a few years ago, but since then he's made the transition over to coaching and mentoring competitors and, and really just giving back to the bodybuilding community, which is great to see. And of course, today's episode is brought to you absolutely free on SoundCloud, iTunes, and now Stitcher Radio. If you'd like to support the podcast in any way, please just get over to Facebook, click like, uh, you can even leave a comment, or um, you know, just share the episode with your friends in the bodybuilding community. But for now, enjoy the show. You went to the Capo powerlifting Yeah. Thing. Is it yeah. Capo or Capo, or how do you... I don't know. Capo. I'm not into weightlifting, but I, I go occasionally. It was deadlifting, wasn't it? It was a deadlift competition, yeah. Did you... Were you ever a big deadlifter? Oh, You're no. A big squatter? Not, never. Never. Never, never, never no. deadlifting? I mean, I've deadlifted for fun. I've yeah. done like six plates on each side, but I've, yeah. I've never sort of taken it up as a... I'd rather do a high rep deadlift. Yeah. So what was the... What's the capo deadlifting like? Um, no, there were a couple of... A few strong guys there. I think one just lifted on... Uh, I think it was 300 kilos. Oof. Yeah. That's a big lift. Yeah, and uh, I think this guy's only been training... Oh, no, actually, no. He was a guy who just did the uh, World's Strongest Man competition in okay. South Africa. So okay, he's an Aussie, an Aussie guy. guy. yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. From Melbourne? Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, so, was it Ange Galati's... Is it, was, it, was it Ange's Yeah, An- Ange, Ange runs a show over there, yeah. Did he uh, even compete, did he? No. He doesn't do the deadlifts. He's only <laughs> he's a bencher. He's a bench press. <laughs> he's a bench press. I'm a squatter. <laughs> Other people do the deadlifts. <laughs> so, we were talking a bit before about um, the NABBA universe, and you said you went for the first time in 1986. 86 was the first time, yeah. When did you start competing? Was it around 81? 82? No. What, you mean in comp? Just, yeah. I started competing in 77, I think. The same time okay. as, your, as uh, your dad. Yeah, yeah. He did the... I think he was doing powerless and then he he did the Southern Hemisphere. Yep. And I did the same show. Okay. I won the juniors and he won the Open. So, okay. Because I've, I've had a look at... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Muscle, muscle Memory Internet Bodybuilding Database. Mm. It records... It's got records of bodybuilding competitions going back probably close to 100 years. Yeah, um, yeah. There's some really interesting stuff in there. So I type your name into it. And the first record that shows up is the 1982 IFBB World Bodybuilding Championships. Right. Does that sound right? 82? I'm not sure. No, it was way before that. No, no, I mean, that, that's the first record they have. For oh, the right. International competition. Of me competing potentially, yeah. Obviously, you competed in, in Australia in 77, 78. Yeah, and also, yeah, I competed in uh, 1980, 81 in the IFBB Junior Universe in South Africa. Okay. So that was 
was that held at the university where they ran the the Olympia in the late 70s? No, it was held in South Africa. Yeah, but it was... Um, no, it was in Margate, run by Reg Park. Okay, so you knew Reg pretty well then? I ended up living with him in uh, 1980 and um, then he paid for my FS to go back in 81, defend the title, cool. and I ended up staying with him again, so... So Reg actually, he sponsored the IFBB in South Africa. Yeah. Was that, is that sounds a little bit odd considering he was a NABBA, Mr. University, he was oh, English well. and... and... Look, Reg was always, you know, what he, he wouldn't, he, he was nothing he really, he, he supported, well. yeah. He always went to the NABBA shows if he could get, you know, got a chance and he also did a lot of promotions in the um, IFBB shows as well. So nobody really told Reg what he can do and what he can't do, you know? Yeah. So do, the uh, you would have seen the photos of Reginald Arnold in the pool and that was that. Oh sort yeah, of, it's the yeah, same place shared, I stayed. The at. Same experience. Yeah, I shared the same bed. He said, <laughs> you know, and uh, that, that that room I used actually. Um, I remember George, one of the uh, uh, Reg Park servant. He's yeah. been there when before he was there from the time John John and yeah. uh, Jen S. All the kids were born, you know. Yeah. And he said that everybody slept in that bed, from Danny <laughs> Padilla to Frank Zane to oh, wow. everyone, everyone, you know. That's a uh, it's a cast of oh yeah a famous cast there yeah and they regarded me as their Australian son you know that's nice just yeah I got invitations to all the weddings and this yeah. and that you know it was good um, so when when was the last time I mean Reg has passed away now but when was the last time you saw him uh, when was the last time I saw him I think uh, ninety six I think it was it was in the states okay yeah well, yeah. I ran into him occasionally I always got. Uh, calls and messages and phone calls, you know, from, from that, him. That so would have been shortly before he passed away, wasn't it? No, he didn't pass away. He passed away in... It was the late 90s, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, late... Because I remember he Late was, 90s, early 2000s, something I'm, like that. I'm pretty sure he was at the... the... Um, the NABBA 50th year uh, anniversary dinner. Or mm -hmm. he may have passed away just before that, because that was 2000, I think. Or well, two thousand one, they held that dinner. Yeah, and no, it would have been two thousand actually, because I remember dad. Dad was there, um, and it was all of the. No, I think he was still alive then. Yeah, well, I, 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 know, I know he was think. there, but he wasn't at the sixtieth year anniversary one. No, so no. he was the sixtieth. I think uh, Serge Newbray was at the sixtieth. When it was also his birthday. Okay, yeah, but he two thousand and nine. He was there. I think yeah. two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, and the year later he passed away. Yeah, very. Uh, I know a lot of the old. You know, the greats from that era, there's not many of them left. Yeah. So you see, I, I, had a, I spent a lot of time with Serge Newbro as well. What was know? he like? No, he was good. Was to he, me, he was good. <laughs> you know, a lot of people... Uh, well, he was French. Yeah. So... Yeah, the French are like... They, they, well, it, what what they speak, say is right. <laughs> did he did he speak much English? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen interviews with him and it seems to be... I mean, that was like interviews with him in the 70s and the 80s. So I guess in another 20 years, his English would have been... Pretty good. No, no, his English was quite good. Yeah, um, but he, I mean, he mentored guys like Terry Pastel, yeah, and others. So, yeah. so you sort of got to spend a little bit of time with. Uh, I spent a, I spent a lot of time with him. He even got me to do exhibitions. I guess posed yeah. at the Weber World in Switzerland, and because yeah. Weber never then were together. Yeah. You know? Well, Serge started Weber, uh, Weber yeah, and was it seventy seventy four or seventy six or something, and then it broke away in eighty four. Yeah, which is when Never International started. Um, and I mean, most people in Australia wouldn't have any idea what Wabber is. Wabber is, is yeah. Although, funnily enough, Wabber 
has actually recently split itself. Now there's Weber World and Weber International. <laughs> so it's yeah. Because one always, of the, uh, Eugene changed. Leviscon yeah, was yeah. in there for a while because he still keeps in touch with me. He he yeah. won his class in the universe the, the year I won mine. You know. Okay. Because I, I I've seen some photos of Eugene. He's uh, he was a big unit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now he's I think. I think he's Weber International, the, the the one out of out of the UK. Yeah, I'm not sure so what he's doing at the moment. I can't, um, can't recall what he's doing. There's a lot. There's a lot happening over, over in Europe, that doesn't really it doesn't really filter into Australia very much. But mm. there's a hell of a lot happening over there. Um, so going back to the beginning, when was the your, your first contest was about seventy seven. Seventy seven. Uh, I started like I said. I competed in the same show as your dad. He was in the seniors. I was in the juniors. So I've known your dad. Since 1977. Okay. A long time. Oh, that's a long, it's a long time. You weren't around. No, I wasn't around. I was 10 years later. Yeah. Um, so in 77, you were a junior. Yeah. How old were you then? Uh, 17. Okay. So you were... 17. Okay. So when you... Was, I remember you said that you won the Mr. Universe as a junior. But that was the IFBB Mr. Universe? Yeah. Well, none of well, us... In them days, there weren't many competing in ABBA. You know, yeah. never wasn't really big in Australia. Yeah, it wasn't until later. You know, so, but Paul Graham was running the IFBB. Paul Graham was running the IFBB. Was it? The, was and I, Rocco was running the PWBI. And so then both them, they, they were the two powerful federations at the time. Dad, Dad told me the story once, um, and it was I think it was, they all went to the the IFBB universe. It was in the early eighties, and there was a split between. I was there at the same Graham time, and I think it was um, Peter McCarthy. Paul Graham or, and was it Joe Lopez? No, or Peter McCarthy. No, 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 Peter, McCa- Peter, Peter McCarthy. McCarthy yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You being in, you based in Melbourne. I'm not sure then. who I went. I think I went with. We competed. Yeah. In '82, it was the uh, Bruges, uh, Belgium. Yeah, because dad, dad was in Sydney, so he com- he went with Paul Graham. I must have gone with Paul. I can't remember. I must have gone with Paul Graham but, too. But basically, what happened was the the Peter McCarthy had his team representing Australia and Paul Graham had his team representing Australia yeah. and the way dad tells it um, they asked for representatives from each from, from Australian bodybuilding to get up and speak on behalf of one or the other um, so dad stood up and, and spoke on behalf of Paul Graham and said yeah he should be the president and following the 1982 IFBB universe yep. Paul Graham was endorsed officially as the IFBB Australia president is that it's sort of, of yeah. What happened? Uh, well, we ended up we ended up competing. Your dad competed. I yeah. competed. Um, I can't remember who. I think competed. you know. I think he still got the. You remember we used to get the like the team um, jacket. Only, was it yellow and black, blue or something? Yeah, Orange it, and blue. Yellow. Yeah, and blue. it wasn't. A, it wasn't a. I don't think it was a jacket. It was like a. I mean, did you ever go to uh, to Japan? No. When they held the universe in Japan, no. his dad went to Japan once, and they they gave him all kimonos. Oh, yeah. They were gr- green and gold <laughs> style yeah, kimonos. Yeah. Um, so after you started off as a, a junior, you you did the nineteen eighty six NABBA universe. Yeah. Prior to that, though, you were competing in the IFBB. In IFBB, yeah. So what were you your first overseas trip? Do you remember that with the IFBB? Yeah, it was the junior universe. Okay. Nineteen eighty. Yeah. Yeah, I won that. Um, I stopped competing as a junior when I was nineteen. Geez, all right. Because. You're too big for they didn't want me to. Co- yeah, uh, yeah. Paul Graham said to me that um, you know they weren't getting enough juniors competing because of me. Yeah, 
So I stopped competing. I was just doing open clients like the Open Melbourne and stuff like that, yeah. Victoria. And I won them. And then in 1980, he rang me up and said that they're going to send a contestant to the Junior Universe. Okay. And he asked me to compete in the Junior Australian Championships. So I went over and competed in that full over to South Africa. And fortunately, I, I won it. Yep. Um, and then the following year... Um, when I was there, Reg Park said, look, I'm going to pay for your airfares to come and defend your title. Cool. Which was good. Um, so I, I got back here, then Paul Graham went to run a show, and I said to him, I'm not competing because I'm already going over. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't end up running the show. <laughs> he wasn't happy. Um, and I just, because Reg had already paid my ticket, so he's going to run a show and I'm going to go anyhow. Yeah. So I, I went. So was he running the Mr. Universe again the following year? But Reg ran okay. it again the following year. And I think the year after that, or uh, it was in um, Switzerland. Um, another Aussie competed and he came second. Um, Mike, um, I think he competed in one of your shows too. Uh, Mike, 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 Mike. Is he, still, is he still competing now? No, he's a personal trainer. Mike. I don't know, I've known a lot of Mike, so... Yeah. Over the years, I can't remember. Oh, oh, I think Mike Susan. Michael Innes. Oh, okay, Michael Innes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael Innes, I think, came second in, in Switzerland. Yeah. The year after that, yeah. Um, Sean Ray won it in Queensland. Oh, they held the. Yeah, they held the. Uh, I think the junior universe in. in uh, so we said the junior universe. All it was was just the juniors. I think they were running the, the IPV juniors and the masters. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they, they, they don't think they're running anymore, but um, I, he won it like a few years after me, three yeah. years after me, so oh, okay. Sean Ray. Um, see, the difference is he got on yeah. every American cover magazine, sponsors and stuff like that, well, we got nothing, Yeah, you know? We flew back here. And you come home and nothing. no one gives a shit. No publicity, <laughs> nothing at all. This guy here was, you know, raking in sponsorships and cover yeah. of every magazine. I mean, that's that's more or less the same as it is now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, well, it's, really it's not even much. that big in America anymore, you know. No, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's gonna, still it's still a very much a niche. The same. No, and then, look, I don't know. I always find it funny when people talk about pro bodybuilding because you think you know, there's really only, it's not even the top ten percent of bodybuilders. There's top probably know, six point, of them are making money. Yeah, <laughs> there's you know, there's the top top guys, um, and I say guys deliberately because I'd say that the the women in bodybuilding I've spoken to. You know, yeah, I had a chat, good chat to uh, Monica Brandt overseas, uh-huh. and um, oh, she yeah. did the never, didn't she? Yeah, she did yeah. the never. Um, but you know, even she was saying like the the money available to women and the exposure, the, the positive exposure available to women just isn't the same as what it is for the guys. Yeah. So that there's there's just such a disincentive for for you know for women to keep going and going, whereas for, for some of the top guys they can yeah you know keep doing it for forever and a day and keep. And they make their little bits and pieces from doing their sponsorships, exposures, guest posing, stuff yeah. like that. So, and other, you know, there's a lot, and of, other things, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of other things on yeah, the but side. Yeah, but a lot of them, a lot, a lot, the top, probably about six will be making good money because mm. they're constantly doing exhibitions, traveling yeah. around the world, especially when they go to Dubai and places like that. You know, mm. but uh, I don't know. It seems it seems nowadays that the main thing that they're all focused on is um, their social media presence. Yeah. And yeah, they're all I don't know, yeah. like you. You grew up in the era of bodybuilding, where when you did a contest, unless you called someone or wrote them a letter or sent them, you know, something, 
uh, they wouldn't find out what the results are of until course. You know, a month or two after the yeah, contest. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so, they're, you know, they're, do, you, do you think that that's social media has affected bodybuilding negatively? Um, or competitors negatively? I don't know. Well, it's, you know, you know what? With social media, it gets there's there's what I find that there's too many uh, there's too much going on in social media. Yeah. Everybody's a pro. Everybody's this. Everybody, and you don't even hear about them. Mm. You don't even know who they are. Yeah. But they they're pros. You know. I I, I see people on on Facebook, and it's like you know, something something such as a, a pro fitness model or pro sports this or pro bodybuilder like, I've never even heard of you I've never seen you compete no. and you know apparently you're uh, you know yeah a, well, it's ridiculous a universe you know, title the, holder the, the, the or an Olympia title IPV, holder you know yeah. every country every country can run a uh, a local show and give a pro card you can yeah. be Mr. Ethiopia Mr. Yeah. F- whatever Nigeria yeah. and you're never going to compete yeah but you, you know, to, to, to compete in them countries and to, to do bodybuilding in them countries, you got to be from a wealthy family. Yeah. So they don't care about paying a thousand US dollars for their pro card, and they'll keep it going. But they'll never get a chance to compete. No. They'll never compete. No. You know, and then they they don't care. The winners are still getting all the federation is still getting a thousand dollars off them. Yeah. It's not like NABA WFF. You get it. You know, you win all these shows and you can compete and you know, in all these. You know, they're not giving a pro card to the Mr. Ethiopia and stuff like that. Yeah. Nabba and all that, you know? Yeah. Well, with Nabba, you still got to win the universe of the world. Yeah, yeah, you got to win titles. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's plenty of... It's funny. There's a, there's a lot of IFBB guys out at the moment who have tried their luck at the Nabba universe and didn't get anywhere. No. Yeah. Um, but they're... You know, they're on, they're on the, the IFBB Pro Circuit. Then, then there's then, the NABBA guys who've won, and they go, yeah. and they're, they're doing really well. Like, yeah. Lionel just won a... Lionel Biecki, yeah. yeah. The show. He won the 2009, I think, was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, universe? Yeah. Eight or nine, I was uh, there. Eight. 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 So was that, that, that wasn't... You did the under... Over 40s? 40s then? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you were there in 09 as well, doing the over 50s. 09, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, gonna, uh, that, that year, I just started coming back just had my back operation I only trained for about six weeks for it okay so the following year I was, I was ready like now I'm ready too if I want to compete it's easy for me because I've, I've maintained are you, shape uh, are you announcing a comeback no no <laughs> not I, don't, I don't know but I, but I know that I'm not I'm not far away from uh, contest shape if, if I want to be there yeah. because I've been training now yeah them days I took like 15 years off and I, I try to make a comeback in five weeks you know <laughs> it's different now. oh well Kevin Lavroni did it in what six months so uh, yeah, you don't yeah. want to look like that. Yeah. I look like what Kevin Ravlani looked at the year, the first year, but the second year was completely different. Yeah, you know? get different quality. Mm. Well, I guess yeah. you know once you get that consistency back, it's uh, yeah, it takes a bit of time. Yeah, you know, you, I, I knew Lavlani wouldn't do anything, not not coming back like that. But you give yeah. him another couple of years, he'll get better and better. Yeah, but he's never going to be like he used to be because he's taking too much of a layoff. I guess the hardest thing for him is he's, he's fifty. Isn't he? 40? Yeah, be late 40. Be 50. Um, you know, each year he might come back and he might get better, but at the same time, he's still getting older. Of course. So his body's... You're not going to get that quality. While he's getting... He might be getting better, it's always going to be he's getting better for his age. Yeah. It's not that he's getting better and he's got, you know, another 20 years... No, he's not going to get like... I mean, he must be dreaming if he thinks he's going to get like he used to be. Yeah. But, I mean... I'm the same. There's no way in the world I'm going to get that quality. There's no way. Your body changes. Your waist gets wider, your hips get wider, you're this, you know, you, you can't help it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've seen a photo, it's a, a great old photo of you, Charles Claremont, and Oscar Heidenstam at 
the universe. I think it was 88 would have been the year. It might have actually been 86 because he... No, it was 86 because that was uh, 86. Eugene Laverscombe was in it too. You're talking about that black and white one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Eugene, myself... I thought that I'm was, on the ground. And, yeah. yeah. I thought that was Charles Claremont. It's Charles Claremont, Eugene Leverscott. There's three of us. And Oh, that's right. You were in the front. Oscar, yeah, and Oscar. Yeah, 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 Oscar in the middle. Oscar's in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So well, you were the three, the three class winners? Class winners, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Charles Claremont went on to yeah. win the Pro Universe three times yeah. and then moved over to the IFBB. Um, you're, you took a, I guess you took a similar route. You didn't go into the Pro Universe, did you? Maybe I didn't, no. Right. No. So you went... I, I did the... You did the Niagara Falls Pro I've Invitational? Done it, yeah. I've done yeah. Niagara Falls a few times. Yeah. Chicago, New York Night of Champions. So how did... It, back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, how did you get into the IFBB Pro Circuit? Was it purely they, on invitation? No, or did yeah, they, 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 they were after me. Okay. Because I did, because I did the three universes. Yeah. I always came, uh, I, I come first, second, second. Yeah. So they were always after me, you know, and everybody, the people who beat me all ended up winning the overall. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was out of whoever won it. Well, that what one year it was uh, Victor, Ter well. Victor Terra, yeah. You, uh, uh, the, the year I lost to Charles Claremont, I think I should have won. And a lot of people thought I should have won because there's write-ups on it because he was a little bit flat, smooth, smooth mm. in the legs and stuff like that. Uh, but they say the they they wrote that the this time here that some of the, the English magazines wrote this time here the smaller guy should have beaten the bigger guy mm. and stuff like that. But it doesn't matter. And then the following year, I lost to Victor Terra by half a point. They reckon. All right. And that's that, that's tough. To, that's tough to call. Yeah, but how can you say <laughs> half a point? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Lost to Victor Terra. And the following year. It was Jerry Scalisi, who's okay. supposed to be about five foot eight, yep. competing to five foot six. Okay. Yeah, he competed under five. All the magazines yeah. you read, he's five foot nine or something, you know. Yeah. And he competed under all five right. foot six because <laughs> right, they geez. had uh, another guy in the other class. And actually, Scalisi was taller than the guy who won. It was in the medium class. I forget that guy. Honey, uh, no, no, not Honey Sack. It was someone else. Um, but they had two guys in the in the universe and they both won their classes okay um and everybody was saying to me oh you should put in the complaint well for i mean if i if i would have had to come against him if i won my class in the next class if he was in the other class yeah you know? if he'd beat me he'd beat me you know yeah so there was three years where i could have won <laughs> the overall you know what i mean and so the ipb that's how they approached me they they saw that i was getting a lot of publicity in this in uh, england yeah was always on the cover of their magazines and this and that. So it wasn't a pro, like back then it wasn't a process of having to do a pro qualifier. It was just what Paul Graham approached you and said, I want uh, you to... It wasn't Paul Graham, it was Wayne Demilia okay. who got in touch with me and then he got in touch with Tony Doherty. Yep. Because I wasn't talking to Paul Graham at the time. Yeah. Because so you... of all the other shit that was going on. And then because Paul Graham had nothing to do with the pros. Yep. So he, he doesn't control the pro, pro part of it. It's just and it controls the amateurs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, so, so the pro stuff goes directly to the USA. Yeah. yeah. So then I'd, uh, Wayne DeMille got in touch with me and uh, they were writing me letters and this and that. And then I went through Tony Doherty. Yeah. And Tony were debating with, you know, working out with him. And then I, they ended up signing me up. Mm. Um, and I did well on my first show. And I came seventh in Niagara Falls. Yeah. But I got better and better. But the thing is, because I was coming back home, you weren't going to get nowhere. Yeah. You know? 
the last show I did was I think '94. Uh, Kevin Lavrone goes to me, "Hey, we got to go backstage the finals." I said to him, "I'm not in the finals." He goes, "Fuck!" He goes to me, "I thought it was out of us three for the you, me, and Porter Cottrell for first place." I said, "Nah." And then uh, uh, Mike Matarazzo goes to me, "I've got to tell you the top ten players before you even came." You know, that's our political air, you know. Because whoever's got a we- had a weed contract, then it's going to yeah. do well. Well, I remember reading a, a um, an interview with Charles Claremont. Mm-hmm. It was a recent one, actually. And he was talking about the same sort of thing, that the guys who... Because he got a weed contract in the early 90s. And yeah. he he did... He was on the... He was IF- doing well then. Well, he, he was doing well then, but he was on the IFBB Pro Circuit for probably, I don't know, seven or eight years doing a lot of stuff. And then I think he sort of dropped off after that and got burned out. Um, but he said that the guys are, who are all on the weeder contracts, uh, all, yeah, were you know, all going to place. Well, they, yeah, he, he his his uh, his feeling was that they were given preferential treatment. But the guys who were, um, that's I think it was, it was a story he was telling about. Um, they had booked a photo shoot, and only him and one other guy from England showed up. Might have been like Ernie Taylor or someone. Yeah, like yeah. That. Um, and they were the only two guys who showed up and they were talking to the photographer like, where's everyone else? And they're like, oh yeah, they don't worry about this. Like you guys are worried about keeping your Getting contract. That, yeah. No one else gives a shit because they're already here. They're, yeah. Like they've already- They live there. Yeah. So so for, for the guys who desperately needed that contract, they'd just do whatever they had to do. Yeah. Um, that's I think the only one who did well who didn't live there was um, Dorian Yates. Yeah. Well, Even Sonny, when he left and came back here, never placed again. Yeah. You know? Once you, once, uh, there was a, uh, Akim, so on, a German guy. Yeah. He was doing really well when he was in uh, the States. As soon as he went back to live in Germany, he never placed again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, like Marcus Rule. Um, yeah, all them guys. Gunter Schlee Camp, they, they yeah. all had to sort of do that half and half living yeah, in the States. Yeah, you have to live in the States and, yeah. half the time, yeah. Because um, Weeder wants to use you all the time. It, well, there's no good... Look, it, it was no good for he, uh, for you to win competitions and leave and you can't use it for any publicity, advertising yeah. and stuff like that. I guess it, it makes sense when you've got the media machine or when you're you running need, the media yeah. machine, you need that. Um, with, what, was the, what was the first magazine cover you were on? Because I remember... I think I'm pretty sure I've seen you on. I've been on, a lot of Rocco's magazines. Yeah, I've I was going to say. On, I think on, Dad's uh, got Dad's got some at the gym with yeah. uh, with you on the cover. And I th- American magazines, uh, Muscle Training Illustrated, Dan Laurie one. Okay. And I was on, in a lot of the Senate Senate shots as well, like Man of uh, what they have, all the all, all the main. Yeah. But Dan Laurie used to run the World Bodybuilding Guild. AAU or something. He trained oh, um, on, no, Lou maybe. Ferrigno. Yeah, and guys like that. Well, the, yeah, the, 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 AA, the AAU was the American. Well, when they had bodybuilding, was the American Athletic Union, uh, or the Amateur Athletic Wait, Union? I think they were, they were with NABA, weren't they? No, no, they used to ban people. They were, funnily enough, the the AAU was the very first organization that would ban people if they competed in a non AAU sanctioned oh, event. Oh, really? Because yeah. what they said was that if you competed in NABA or the IFBB, um, that they would not consider you to be an amateur anymore. And the AAU was only for amateur competitors. Mm, so mm. if you were taking that step into a, what they considered a more professionally uh, pro- run, yeah. uh, prof- you know, because it, it was dedicated to bodybuilding, they considered it professional. Um, whereas the, the AAU's contests, they'd tack on bodybuilding at the end of a strongman right. contest or weightlifting or powerlifting or something. So... Um, 
it had a little bit of a different flavour to it. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of a lot of went were. through there. Like the AAU, they yeah. I mean, every time you saw um, Dan Laurie, he'd be with Susan Newbray or Lou Ferrigno or yeah. some of the other big names, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I think the AAU uh, in the seventies and eighties was probably on par with the IFBB. Yeah, he was competitive. He was a competitive against the, they do the Mr. World AAU and Mr. Universe AAU and yeah. Mr. America and like a lot of the guys who were in Pumping Iron. A lot of the titles they had were AAU, AAU. titles. Yeah, that were yeah, AFB. yeah. Um, but it was just that, that that Olympia title that really elevated. Yeah, it, and that's of course. Everyone sort of wanted to. And there weren't many in it then. No. Seventy-five. What there were three contestants in the tall yeah, class. Well, there's only people... Arnold, uh, Lou Ferrigno, and Sir Newbrain yeah, at all. Yeah. But it's funny. A lot of people don't know like uh, Sergio Oliva. He, he competed unopposed in the Mr. Olympia. Yeah, well, that's right. That's like, why he won well, okay, it. there's not a contest then, is yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. It's like, it's just, they gave this one guy a trophy for showing up because yeah. no one else sh- showed, showed up, up to compete against him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, you don't really get that anymore, do you? No. Uh, now you've got heaps of contestants. Uh, when, was the last, when was the last time you went to a show? Bodybuilding show? Yeah. What do you mean, went? Like, uh, no, not competed, but do you go... I go every year. I, mean, yeah. I see you around yeah, yeah, the traps. Yeah. I go to all the shows. As many as I can. Yeah. I go to all the NABBA shows. Um, I go to a few shows. If, because there's people competing, which I know. I go to INBA. You still train people in that thing? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's all I do now, just train people. So you're you're working out of Body, body, body World Balaclava? Yeah, it's just a that's not you. That's Because you had your gym in... Uh, Thornbury. Thornbury. Hmm. Um, and that... Yeah, that for a long time, didn't you? Thirty years. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Landlord wanted the building back, and that was it. Is he? Uh, are they building apartments there? I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. What uh, doing. I don't know all of that. The whole high of high streets. Stuff, yeah, yeah, whole of high streets apartments. Yeah, it's going crazy. Yeah. Um, so with Body World Balaclava, do you own? You don't own that gym, do you? No. Just, no. Just, uh, I wouldn't own a gym. It, Your you dad knows that too. <laughs> oh, Forget yeah. it. It's just like, uh, you know what? From the age of twenty-two. To what, 40, 50? Mm. I was working at gym from morning to night, <laughs> seven days a week. Les and I were there. Drive you insane. Oh, I think the best thing ever, what had happened was that Landlord wanted the building back. Fair enough. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy what I'm doing now. Yeah. I work 28, 30 guess, hours a week. You, you don't have to run around after people and tell them to pick up their weights or mm. 30 you know, hours a week. scream at people and get I work out. a couple of hours in the morning. Yeah. And then I'm home at 11 or 12 o'clock. I do my work at, I'm home at 12 o'clock. And I go back at 6 p.m., train another three, that's enough. It's all right. There's five, yeah. six people a day. You're you 30 hours a week. It's Yeah, it's about a lifestyle more than anything. You know, you, you make a couple of grand a week and you do nothing. It's all right. You work 30 hours. They tell the tax. And it doesn't even feel <laughs> like you're working. Yeah. No, seriously, it doesn't feel like you're working because, you know, like I've worked today. I went this morning, I, I've trained people from 8 o'clock till 1. Yeah. And you train your five people and then you... You got all day free. Don't even feel like you've worked, <laughs> you know, because you know you're, you're training people hard, yeah. but you're like socialising at the same time. You enjoy doing what you're doing, yeah. putting through the paces, this, that, that, you know. And uh, before you know it, there's five hours are gone, and it's only one o'clock. <laughs> you know. Do you wake up at like five in the morning and no. do cardio and? All that kind of stuff. Or I used you... to. I'm, I'm going to get my cross. I used to do cross train every morning just because I enjoy doing it. You know, yeah. it loosens me up. But I get. I got to get up here. I don't think it'll fit through the door. <laughs> you know, I Is just it... need to adjust a few things. I extend on the balcony, put my electric uh, yeah. blind, and maybe put the cross train out there. Oh yeah. 
I want to have one going from outside all the way down. Just press a button and close it up. That'd be right. Well, you've got a nice view outside the the, uh, the tennis courts. Oh, yeah. They, I don't know. You, were you at ever, night, it's all lit up. Were, were you ever a tennis player? No, but I sometimes go across there with my kids and just play. It's good cardio. I love it. I love r- l- running around, getting the kids to run. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people in, in bodybuilding nowadays that uh, that really don't like cardio and they... they Really, uh, they're, they're promoting hard against doing cardio. Oh, I, I enjoy doing it. It's not that I'm, I'm not doing it because um, I just feel fitter doing it. Yeah. The others are doing it more reasons for for, for, for bodybuilding and for growth and thinking oh, I'm going to get leaner. Not do I get leaner doing yeah. it and so that. I just do it because I enjoy doing it. When when you competed, were you like? I do a lot of cardio when I compete to start with. Yep. And then I. Is that more just to, do to, zero. Is that more just to kickstart your metabolism? Kickstart my metabolism, you know, and then once I'm in shape, I just back off. Yeah. Well, cut it from 45 minutes down to 20 minutes, down to 10 minutes, down to nothing. Yeah. And then I don't do any more, you know? Because uh, when, when Lee Priest came out of... Oh, I'll tell you, out of oh, he was doing three hours a day. Yeah, he used to send us photos, and he was a three, some of those four Always hours a day. Always walking, yeah, three, and four it, hours a but day. I think he was, he was sort of in his own head, like he's got a... You know, this was this was it for him, that... Uh, he hadn't been on stage in six, seven years. If he gets on stage and he doesn't look his best, um, you know, oh, he's going to really, he's going to feel it psychologically. Oh, so yeah. he, he put a lot of pressure he on did. himself. He, you know, like he was very nervous. He was like, you know, um, he kept in touch with me all the time. Yeah. He, he was scared. He was hitting himself, you know, yeah. because it's, everybody's out to beat him. He's yeah. got everything to lose yeah. and nothing really to gain. Yeah. You know, everything to lose because by, by, him losing the show, not placing, he's, yeah. you know, he's ruined his, his reputations name. on the line. Yeah. I mean, he ended up winning that show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that for him was, he was comfortable to retire on that. I know of um, some people who pay upwards of $1,500 to yeah. posing courses with certain pros. Yeah. And um, I just find that completely insane. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, because your posing of, routine means nothing. Well, it, it, it doesn't because posing, it's only it, short now. A lot of, yeah. lot of federations don't even have a routine. Yeah, I, I can't. I, <laughs> I don't. I can't fathom that. But um, you know, it's only a, a thirty-second, forty-five yeah. second routine. Well, look, the most important thing is to to, to, to perfect your compulsories and your relaxed stands because that's that's what wins you the show. Because yeah. your routine, you go out there like you've never seen all the pro shows. Yeah. You do your routine first. Yeah. And then they line you up yeah. for relax, and well, that's what <laughs> your your routine. I look at it and I say, okay, that's the entertainment portion of yeah. it. The and and I, I look at bodybuilding the same way that um, I look at the pro, pro wrestling, the WWE. Yeah, I look at it as it's sports entertainment. There's a there's a sports element to it. Yeah, and there's, there's definitely a sporting element to it. But when you actually go to a competition, a bodybuilding competition, it's more about sports entertainment than it is yeah of course because all of the actual sporting aspect of it is done beforehand all the that's training all, that's all done in the gym yeah you know very little can change on the day that's yeah. going to okay unless you wolf down three big macs or you drink a liter of gatorade or you do something that really yeah yeah, messes up your yeah. condition um yeah you've done everything you can do but it all happens beforehand of course when you get there on the day you're just showing what you've done yeah over, over the whole year it's more like an art and you know a, yeah, an course. art contest or something um but I mean, posing for you was always pretty easy. Yes, I, I, mean, I just make it up. So I've never practiced posing. <laughs> I never. I don't even take music with me. I always say, hey, "Have you got any music?" 
Well, you, you, I mean, I think every time I've seen you compete, it was always um, uh, ACDC. It's always back in black or thunderstruck or yeah. I've done a few of them. A, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I've uh, only right, seen. Like, I've only seen the universe. I, I think I posted uh, Ride Like the Wind. Yeah, Crisscross. Yeah, I've done that. Same as Tom Platt's that one. Um, look, it doesn't look. You know, with me, it doesn't worry me. I just got to listen to the music. And I think oh, that's it. That's all right. Mm. Go out there and do a routine because you know what? Nobody knows what your routine's like, and then you just move from pose to pose. You know. Smile, move from pose to pose. Nobody knows what you're supposed to be doing. I tell people that when I'm teaching them, when I go through their posing, I tell them, you know, and, and then all of a sudden you see they've, they've missed the pose and they think, I said, what are you thinking about? Just move. Nobody knows what your routine is. Yeah. So you have people sometimes get on stage and they stop and think, fuck, I fucked it up, you know? <laughs> you haven't fucked anything up. Just keep on going. Nobody knows what you're doing. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. If, you, if you've got 90 seconds, I always tell people, look, get, get 15 to 20 poses that you know that you can do Right, and then take three to four seconds to get into each one. When I came back and in two thousand and eight, competed. Nobody seconds. told me how much you had, how much time you had on stage. So you just go out I, there. And no, oh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I got out there, stood relaxed on the front, relaxed on the side, relaxed on the back, relaxed back to the front. Yeah. And then I started, and they turned the music off. <laughs> and then later on, I think your dad said to me. Oh, you only got so many seconds. And I was thinking, fuck, I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. the following year, I just walked up there and just did all my best poses. Yeah. Boom, bang, leg shots, ab shots, you know. That, yeah. and it, it was great. So because you know what, the, I thought, oh, just hit anything. You yeah. don't need a routine. You're just going to hit your best poses. So did you, did you do the Aussies? No, you, uh, oh yeah, you would have done the Aussies in 2008 and nine. Yeah. To go to the universe. Yeah. So you, you would have been up against Justin Wessels. Um, on stage with him no. he won the Aussies 8, 9 and 10 I think oh, no I don't think I did the Aussies I just done the Victoria you just did the Vicks? yeah I guess no one's gonna yeah I just did the Vicks that was it and then I um, I won that and I went over to the the, the universe so what was it like going back to England after all those years and it was sort of oh, like I loved it 20, Every, 20, everybody, 20 years everybody there was wrapped to see me and all, yeah. the, all the judges the officials I was just like <laughs> yeah. We saw uh, Ian Harrison was there this year. I don't know if you remember him. Oh, of course I remember yeah. him. He competed against me as a pro as well. Yeah. So he, and, uh, um, he lives in the States now, but he was back. Yeah, he lives years. in Florida. Yeah, yeah he was um, hanging out with uh, Eddie Elwood Eddie and yeah. you know, the guys. So. Yeah, Eddie actually wrote, wrote to me the other day, yesterday. We always, I always keep in touch with these guys. Yeah. Keeps on telling me to come up every year. Says to me, come over. You know, even not, even if I don't compete, just come over. You can stay with me, and we're going to <laughs> hang around. You know, because yeah, I've known these guys for ages. Yeah. You know, we Eddie and Elwood and I were competing pro as well. And in, so, in the IFA together, yeah. together, yeah. And then we used to go we, because we knew each other from London. We used to hang around together as well. Yeah. Him, his missus, myself. He's a, now, the say, same he, with. Uh, he's about what six foot four or something. He's a monster. Yeah. And then Ian Harrison, the same. He's, there's a few shots I posted recently with uh, me, um, Rich Gaspari, and all that. And Ian Harrison's in the back as well. Yeah. But Ian came out here and he reckons that I, I was a big influence in his bodybuilding because he was there That's when I won the universe. He was doing the he won the juniors, I think. Okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Well, he would have been because I remember. Uh, yeah, he won the, the you know, Michael Melsham. Yeah, yeah, he was Taipan on Gladiators. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what happened to him. He just after Gladiators, I he's still around, is he? Yeah, I'd love to meet him. Uh, that, what did I see? Him and his, him and his, his, his wife, sis, his sister. 
Elaine Melchin. She used to compete as well. Well, he, he, uh, he, but him and his wife were Taipan and... Uh, he was Taipan and I can't remember his, his wife was another gladiator. Was it his wife or his girlfriend? Oh, I can't remember. I'm not sure. It might have been his girlfriend. But I've known him for years. But, but she was a gladiator as well. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but Michael was the first Australian to win the Junior Nabby Universe. Yeah. So... He was. He would have been. Yeah, I don't know. Nineteen. Can't remember what year it was. That was eighty nine, I think. But if, if, uh, yeah, Ian Harrison, I think, would have who, been. Was another guy who won the junior universe as well? He came and borrowed all my books, and he was training all my training books. Um, uh, he used to hang around Michael Melsham. Ooh, I don't know. He came to your show recently. He was at the back- backstage here, walking around, helping people. He's just covered in tattoos now. Ooh, I don't know. He was at your show. A bloke in bodybuilding covered in tattoos. He's I don't covered know. everywhere <laughs> now, everywhere from head to toe. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not sure. There's a look. There's a lot of guys over the years that have done. No, but he's won the he won the the, the Nabba Junior Universe. Oh. Recently or 20, no, 20 years? Oh, geez, I don't or know. Or maybe might have been IFB. No, it was never. I'm pretty. Oh, uh, well, I think I think I think I there's only remember I think there's only like one or two guys oh, from Australia been, that have he ever might won, won the, the IFB because I remember yeah. helping him. He came to my gym, brought all my training books and stuff, and copied the routines. You know, yeah, like <laughs> fuck, he would have been fuck trained like that. <laughs> they were killer routines. Uh, so, how, I mean, how, how many guys come up to you nowadays and? trying to pick your brain for oh every day you... I get every day and just not on Facebook everywhere everywhere you know that's a, that, that that added aspect of social media once upon a time you could turn your phone off at the end of the day and no one would bother you yeah now it doesn't matter what you do everyone's barking down your door and most of the time I tell you know what I'm, I'm pretty cool with helping out people I just tell them to give me a call come past you know yeah in the mid '90s, you had Dennis James was competing in the yeah. Nabba Pro universe. Eddie Elwood, I think Eddie Eddie beat Dennis once, um, and then there were even uh, Shane Stratton beat Dennis. Yeah, and, but there, yeah. There, there were plenty. Of, there were plenty of guys yeah, on the yeah, scene. Yeah. Like the, you look at the, the old footage of the '90s Nabba universe; it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but they all you know they all do it once or twice, and then they go off the IFBB. Mm. There's no, they don't stay there. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't doesn't fall right. because they're, they're after the money. And they think if we go to the IFBB, they run yeah. twenty you, pro shows a year. But as you say, yeah, unless you're living in the US, yeah, it's very difficult to get that to get the exposure that really drives your. I like that. Thing. Josh is doing all right at the moment. Yeah, let's see how he goes. Only doing all right because of Tony as well. None of the Aussies that went over there now placed. I saw um, uh, what's his name, Atif and. Uh, yeah, they all went over. Atif went over, and he got like. Seventh or eighth or something, and um, Abel's are back. Yeah, what do you get? Was over. He he placed one. I think he got one place better than Adif. Yeah. So, you know, I guess they're, they're still in the mix, but when but the shows like, they did, are you look at the, the top three lower, guys. The, the shows they did yeah. are the lower part of the show. Well, they're the, not the top shows. You look at the you look at the, the guys who placed first, second, and third. And those are names that you'll probably see in the Olympia. In the Olympia, yeah. And because of the way the Olympia has the, the you got to qualify, get a certain number of points. Yeah, you got to get the They top fly these three. guys around just to, to token win yeah, shows yeah, yeah. to get their points up. Uh, and everyone else who competes, okay, unless you're like, you've made a huge improvements and you just blast everyone out of the water. Yeah. Um, you really just, I don't know. It, it's you, a number. Well, just fill up. 
Yeah. All right, just yeah. You well, they're never going to get bodies on None stage. of them are going to do anything anyhow. How's Ab now? Abe, or he was. Abe. I don't know. He he was thirty one, I think, when he started with Nabba, and that was back in 08. So he'd be, oh, yeah, he'd be coming close to forty. Um, and for four, if, at forty years old, if you haven't done anything. Because he's had a few years off where he's got to try yeah, well, and improve I mean, he, and hasn't done anything. He, 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 took, he took two years off. He won his... The worst thing he did was leave Nabba because he came second in the universe or world. Yeah, and then second he didn't, or third, yeah. Yeah, and he never competed again. He, yeah. he decided to go pro. Yeah. I've been pro. Come on, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, look, look, you, you've been there. What? The worst thing I ever did. I could have <laughs> won about six Nabba universes, seven Nabba universes. Well, when you... When you I guess retired from the IFBB Pro League. Yeah. Um, was that a decision that you just went out? No, I had a motorbike accident. So, okay. so I did my back. That's why I stopped. Okay. So Otherwise, I would have still got, done something. I don't, think, I, I don't think I would have gone back to to the IFBB. I was in good shape then. Yeah. Um, what year was that? It was late 2004. Oh, so you were still competing as a pro up until... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It was 94. Okay. 94, 95, 96, around yeah. there. Because I remember seeing... Yeah, no, it was 94, yeah. 95, 96. Okay. It was 2009 is when I came... 2008, 2009 when I came back. But that's when I hurt myself. Um, but it was... I think I was at, I was the best shape ever then. I was competing at 103 Ks. You know? And then you're 5'4"? Five, 5'5". Five, five. And big. I had... Yeah. It's really big. Yeah. Jesus and I had And I had my motorbike nice. accident then, and then that was yeah. it. That stuffed me up. So um, do, you, do you still have any lingering pain from that accident? Oh, yeah. My back stuffed all the time. Three. Didn't stop you from keeping squatting, though. No, I can't do it now because I tore a hammy um, a couple of years ago and that's it. It stopped me from... Now, now I can hardly squat. So what do you do for legs now? Uh, I just do leg press, single, single leg presses, hack squats, yeah. uh, leg extensions. I squat, but I only do like a... I guess... 10, 10 Ks on each side or sometimes I might use 20 Ks on each side. But, you know, what? up until a couple of years ago, I was doing 50 reps with, you know, 120 Ks. But then I tore my hammy and that threw everything out, threw my back out, threw everything out. I saw a video the other day of a guy doing... Uh, 180. 180, a uh, lock. He did 40, 42 reps? 42 or 47 reps or something. No, crazy. it was 42. He was going for 50. 180 kilos. Yeah, I reckon I could have done it. That's... But that's the thing, you know. I could, I, I there's did, not many people. Being, I did 120 you and, with, you a, and, with, you a fuse, Tom, with a fuse back. Be, you know what I mean? You and Tom Platts would be there. You know, there's not that many guys out there that would do... It's just the repetitions that get you. Yeah. It's not the, you know. Well, I suppose, but... Look, I've squatted seven plates before. But... What, um, nearly 200 kilos. Uh, seven plates is more than 200. Uh, 210. 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 120, 140. 140, 140, 280, 280, 300. 300 kilos? Yeah. No. Yeah. They're 20 kilo plates, and I've scored a seven on each side. That's that's crazy. Yeah. You think that's like... Uh, no, my legs... Look, I've never had sore knees. I still haven't yeah. got sore knees. You're lucky. Yeah, never had sore knees, uh, never had a sore back, yeah. apart from when I, when I from the had the accident. Yeah. And um, now, you know, I'm cautious when I pick up something, I'm cautious with my back. Because yeah. I'm thinking, fuck, I can do it. And then, I'm, you know, if, if, I, if I had to squat four or five plates, I'll do it. I'll be fucked, but, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. like I tell people, I can do anything. 
Like the other day, I took uh, JD and this other guy through a workout. I said, come on, I'll train with you. I destroyed him. Because if I train, I can train heavy and fast. Yeah. You know, like I'll set up a, a bench. I'll set up an incline. I'll set up incline flies, flat flies, pullovers, dips, cable crossovers. And I'll get him to follow me. And, you know, at one stage, I should do everything with 100-pound dumbbells. 110 pound dumbbells, flies, incline flies, pullovers, dips, just hang them on there. Yeah. And uh, these guys follow, and by the end of it, they're doing like fucking three, four reps. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still repping them out, you know, 12. Yeah. You know, I've still got the endurance to do all that, but my shoulders are fucked. It's bone well, on bone. Yeah. You haven't had an afterscope or anything? Or I need two shoulder yeah. replacements. Jeez. I'm gonna. When I get back from overseas, I'll ring up and book them because they're all motorbike accidents. This is another yeah. accident I had when I got back from the universe 2009. I come off like both shoulders and up in hospital. Oof. Come off in the rain. Both oh, sh- both shoulders. Out. I've got. I was looking at the photo the other day. Neck brace, fucking <laughs> oh, shoulders. God. You know. Do you still ride? Yeah. You still got your bike? I got my scooter downstairs, but I don't have a big bike anymore. Just a scooter. Was it a Vespa? Yeah, a little Vespa, but I only ride to the gym and back. I won't go no, nowhere. Yeah, I've got my car, that's all. Yeah. Much safer. Yeah. <laughs> but because I, the gym's around the corner, it takes me three minutes on a scooter. It takes me five minutes with a car, but because it's summer. How do you, like, I've been thinking about getting getting a scooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the mileage like on there? You get a full tank of petrol and... I put a 10, 10 five dollars $5 petrol. Yeah. Uh, mine's only 50 cc, it goes 80 kilometres an hour. Hey, that's enough. I know, yeah. I know, because you know, uh, 80 kilometres an hour and I get 180 k's out of... That's five bucks. Jeez. <laughs> I know. That's really it, good. It goes a month. Wow. I only go to the gym and back. It takes yeah. a month. And my, because I've got my car, I only drive here and back anyhow. Yeah. T- it takes me three weeks. I've got the... Um, do, you need, do you need a special license because it's a 50cc? You still need a, a license. Right. Yeah. Still, that's... A license is easy to get. One of the girls I was training, um, she just went and got her license. She'd probably kill herself. <laughs> crazy. funny. I shouldn't laugh. No, she's but, fucking crazy. But well, she got a, a motorbike license. Yeah, you know that uh, Sarah... Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. I don't know, there's a lot of Sarah. Blonde one. I brought it to your show last time. I had blonde one. Oh, Sarah. Oh, man, there's a lot of Sarah. Yeah, blonde Sarah. The one. Oh, no, the one I was sitting next to? I still, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She came you, down. With the two girls, you, yeah. you came in and brought them to the show. Oh, there's like three of them yeah. came. And I'm thinking, fuck, they're all sitting around. Everybody's going. Next, to the, next time, get them on stage. We'll get, we'll get them to give out some trophies. Yeah, because they're all. They're all it's, uh, oh, Lucinda was there. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. And then her girlfriend was there. And then Sarah came as well. Okay. Yeah. So you, I don't know, you, you've uh, you got all the chicks. Oh, fuck, I've got, I have them here all the time. You know? The uh, the bachelor pad. Oh, well, no, I'm, I've got, I don't start, no, I've got no relationship with none of them, and whoever wants to come around, come around, you know? They're all like, if they want to root, they can come around. If they want to hang, <laughs> if they want to hang around, they can come around. They can't come around here when my kids are here every Friday. <laughs> Oh, Nearly well, every second Friday, right, Saturday. So, ladies and gentlemen, you hear it, you hear it here first. If you oh, want to no, come to Sammy's place, recorded. if you want to come to Sammy's place for a root, cook don't do root. it on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Now, Fridays and Saturdays, I have my kid. My son stays here, yeah. but because we're going to Thailand on Wednesday, yeah, I said to him, "Stay with your mum." Yeah. And his mother said, "Oh, you pick up Ethan in Paris." I said, "No, they're staying with you because you're not going to see Ethan for seven weeks." Mm. You know. He's going to be wrapped because we're going to, we're going to go to Thailand for three weeks. We're going to come back, stay one week here. Then we're going to Bali for two weeks. Oh, nice. I booked two trips for him. Beautiful. And my so daughter's going with her mum for seven weeks or five weeks. You're your ex-wife now? Yeah. She's Thai? Yeah. So the, do the kids speak Thai? Yeah. Okay, that's all right. You, you, oh, they're fluent in Thai. Do you speak much Thai? No. 
It's great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. They, they, my, just... my daughter speaks Greek as well. Oh, that's good. Mm. She's good. She's fluent in both languages. My son... That's okay, but, but when you go to Thailand, you can get the kids to translate for Oh, them. yeah. He's, even now, we go somewhere and we go to, I take him to a, a place and I say to the... If we go to a Thai restaurant with him, yeah. I say to the girl, hey, talk to him in Thai because he understands Thai. Yeah. And he'll go... I said... No, don't get embarrassed. Just answer <laughs> when she talks to you. So she'll say something yeah. and he'll sort of answer. And then the ladies, they get, they get excited. Oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> and they talk to him and, and he answers them again. Because his mum only talks to him in Thai. Okay. So she won't talk English to the kids. Yeah. Just Thai, 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 you know. Oh. No, they speak, they speak, uh, they understand two languages. Yeah. Or three languages, they're, English as well. They reckon uh, that people who are fluent in multiple languages or who learn multiple languages when they're kids kids um, uh, there's like you know, an increased level of cognition in their brains so they're, they're more likely to be able to retain information later in life yeah and, and you know the, the they're very smart fast. both of them very smart you know they just yeah they're good at everything and, and sports yeah like they dominate do you reckon, in do you everything the kid, do you reckon the kids will get into the weightlifting and the bodybuilding and oh well you know he does he does uh, my, both my daughter and him do jujitsu. you've probably seen it yeah. and, they, and they're good at it too yeah. you know um He's he always. How old are your kids now? Ten and no, my daughter just turned eleven. September twenty eighth, and he turned uh, nine. I thought he was older than. No. Okay. The daughter, she's the one who went on stage years ago when I competed. Oh, that's took her right. On, yeah, your yeah. dad put her on stage. <laughs> I don't think he dad, was. He was dad born. likes to put people's kids up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you know. Um, no, but they're both good. And he just did a swimming event. He killed them. He's good at, they're good at swimming because I took them swimming as kids. Yeah. I like them to be able to swim and they both dominate in the swimming. They dominate in track and field. That's all right. Uh, football, AFL, he plays footy. He's yeah. always in their grand final, in their finals, he did uh, 28 possessions and they only, wow. 10 minute, they only 10 minute quarters. Yeah. yeah so in 40 minutes, 28 Good. possessions. Um, so many handballs, so many kicks, and so many. Uh, yeah, who, who were you doing the statistics for them? Or no, they did it. And oh, really? They were giving out the pretty impressive. When they were giving the little awards, they were, they were saying it. Yeah. And now they go to uh, eighth and nine eighties, a man of the match every day. <laughs> he just nice. he's like because he, he he grapples and fights and stuff like that. Yeah. If the ball's in there, they all, the fathers all say, it. if Ethan's near the ball, we don't worry. It's either he's going to come out with the ball or no one's going to take it out. <laughs> he's either going to hold he's him down yeah. or he's going to come out with the ball. He won't let him get away. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he's like that. Just tackles him, that's it. You know? yeah. But it's fun. I like, I like that they're involved in sport and they like everything. Yeah. Now we're going to Thailand. I'm going to get him to do a, a private lessons Muay Thai every yeah. day and I'll do my gym training while that's he's right. doing that. I, I had a chat to um, Vance Ang last week about... Muay Thai events, yeah, and uh, he's he's recently taken, or he's no, not recently, he's been doing French savat boxing, kickboxing for years, and we we're talking about like the the brutality. I got the photo of you, me, and Vance. I just found it. The other oh, really? <laughs> I should put that up. Yeah, um, I'll give it to you. At, I'll send it to you. Uh, the Arnold, I think, a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, it just came up on my. You know how it comes? They come up on your on your newsfeed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it I'll, just I'll came up. To, I'll send it, was, it to you. It was 2015 or 14 or something. A couple of years ago, but anyway, um, that, yeah, that, we were talking about the the, the brutality of training. Muay yeah. Thai. I, I did it when I was a kid, but yeah, was, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. In, in Australia, the kids are over in Thailand, where there was a guy that we knew from this big man. But they they kick, kick banana trees, bamboo and, and banana trees, but banana trees are soft, so it's all right, you know, because yeah. they're, they're water. They're all water, 
If you oh, get okay. like, if you go like that with something, it just breaks and just full of water inside, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they're good. They're I always, soft. I always thought a banana tree was like quite. No, quite I've got banana hard. trees in front of. The, I, I, my house was just on the canal there. Yeah. When I got divorced, I had to sell yeah. it, right? And I've got banana trees outside. Oh, nice. Massive, but they and it, once you've had bananas, you chop yeah. that bottom part down. Yeah, and they they break in two seconds. You just go. Yeah. Oh, they, they grow everywhere. There's roots cool. coming out everywhere, so you chop that one down. Then yeah. I, you've eaten bananas off there. Nice. There's bananas on there now. It's not mine, but... You should go down and have a look. Yeah. Steal some fruit. No, there's bananas on there now, and they're really nice. They're little bananas like that. Yeah. Finger bananas. <laughs> so what, what do you reckon's next for you? Are, you? are you done with competing, or are you... Oh, I don't think I'm done with competing. I just, you know, look, once I get my shoulders fixed, um, I'll think about it. I want to do one more show. I'd love to get in shape and get that out, do the over 50 and win it. Yeah. Um, I came close to it last time. I come second. Um, so if I get that, I was talking to Johnny, um, Moore. No. no, Johnny, 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 another guy, uh, Citroni. Oh, John Citroni. Yeah. yeah. And he goes to me cause somebody said, oh, John Citroni's won the junior, the mister and the over 40. He never won the junior. No, I know. That's no. why he said to me, then he, now somebody else said it. And yeah. then I said to Johnny, Hey, which universe have you won? He goes, no, just the normal one. He goes, me. If you win a, a master one, you've, you're the only one who's going to win a, ju a junior Mister Universe or won a junior Universe, a Mister Universe, and a, and a, and a, and a you're the only one who's going to uh, win three categories. Well, he he won the uh, the Open, Mister Universe. Then he went into the professionals, but he never won the pros. Yeah. How, however, he did win the short class in the pros. But he didn't win the. No, in, in Nabba. Because he used to compete against Arnold, remember? Yeah, but that was in Nabba. In oh, 60, yeah, yeah, it was Nabba. It was Nabba, yeah. When, yeah, when yeah, Arnold yeah. was competing, John competed against Arnold in the pros. Uh, Arnold won the tall class, John won the short class, yeah. and Arnold won the overall. So, you know, you can make it that what you like. But either way, John Citroni was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, but he competed with Nabba as a junior. I think he won. The, he might have won the junior Mr. Britain yeah, know, not a the, million yeah. years ago. yeah. No, because he said to me, you'll, you'll be the only one who wins all three classes if you win the over 50, he goes to me. He, he won the Opens, the over 40s and the over 50s. He's won the over 50s. No, he did. Has he? Uh, no. I'm pretty sure Over 40, I think. He, yeah, because well, Dad beat him in the over yeah. 40s the first year. Yeah, I know. Um, but he won it, I think, uh, later. Yeah, yeah he won it, I think he won it the second year. He, he's won... Yeah, but I don't think he's done the over 50s. Is he? I don't know. I have to check. Yeah, check. Because he, he told had... me he's only won two, uh, the, the two classes. Okay. The two. Like, I know he, he's he's one of those. I've like, got it on my Facebook. Those stalwarts. He, was talking to he me. he's yeah. He, yeah. He said to me years ago he's only ever missed one universe. Yeah. Since he was like a kid, he's been going every year. Every year, yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys over in England that are like that. Yeah. So, they go every. They don't miss a show. Did you um when you were competed over in England? Who were, who were you sort of hanging around with over there? Was it, were you with, an, with the Australian team? Because that would have been what the UBBA back then in Australia was sending guys to the NABBA universe. Um, Look, I did a couple of years with Lopez, but they were NABBA then, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was from, from the... I didn't go UBBA. Okay, because UBBA... Just the once, whoever it was. Remember when they yeah. had the two teams go over... That's the only time whenever one, one was Billy Knight went with somebody and this and that. Yeah, remember? Well, it was that Billy Knight and Gary Lua. Yeah, I think were both in the mix then. Who did they go with? Uh, well, Gary, no, they went with Paul. They went with. I think I went with uh, your dad. And Peter McCarthy ran the UBBA. Yeah, but they went with they, they then, went with him. I didn't go with Peter McCarthy. I yeah. went with Paul Graham. 
that was no, no that was that was earlier but Gary Lua went to the Navi universe uh, I'm pretty sure I can't remember I'm sorry did Gary Lua do the IPV I don't think so I don't know I'd have to check but or I, did I he go there that year well, he might have he might have gone I don't know. but Gary Lua won won the Mr. Australia three times with the UBBA yeah that was after the split between Peter McCarthy and Paul Graham yeah so yeah. But then Joe Lopez came on the scene. But then he started doing the he never. He did never Australia, which yeah. and then the UBBA sort of disappeared. But the yeah. UBBA had been connected to Navar International. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when Joe took over running it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you, you you came on board after. I came after. on board after because I was doing IPB, and your dad was doing the IPB as well. We were doing we were just we were doing the PWI and the IPB, and then yeah. we I think we both. I think I might, have, I might have. I've got. No, I went out before your dad. Yeah. Have you seen? Because I was in Your dad came later. Um. All right. Do, do you keep in touch with Rocco? Um. No, I him? hear from him now. Next, he lives up the road here. Okay. He um he. He was on Facebook the last year or so promoting his uh, ABBSO or ABB SSO or something. The Australian Bodybuilding Share Organization. Yeah. You ever seen any of that? No, I've, I just I, don't, I can't remember. I heard something, but I can't remember. You have to. Yeah. I know it was it was all about just redistributing money to competitors and athletes yeah. and this and that. And it was just sort of very. It seemed like a very complex, uh, <laughs> a complex arrangement for what ultimately becomes a very simple thing on the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, half the time you don't have... Like, he's talking about giving 3% of the total gross revenue to the person who places 10th and having three-minute uh, posing oh, yeah. routines, all this sort of stuff. And you're like, yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of like... It seems It'll like it might have been out of the mix for, for too many years to... Yeah, yeah. You know. And what's he done? Nothing. Well, he's, he's not really done anything with it. He's not going to do anything with it, yeah. All right, well, look, the, do you remember when the PWBI folded? That would have been uh, the long time 80s. ago. That's when his gym went down. Everyone went down. Yeah, sort of. 82, 83, 84. No, 85, I think it would have been. Okay. He only had his gym open for three years. Yeah. He opened in 82, 83, 84, 85. 85 I think that would have been yeah. everything gone. Because he was sort of doing the same uh, the same stuff that Weta was doing on a much smaller scale in that he had the, he had the magazine, he had the gym, he had the... Um, everything, health food. The health food everything. stuff and all that. He was promoting himself as the, the guru. Yeah. And then it all... Too fall. many too many debts, too many companies, too many of this, you know? Yeah. Borrowed for everything. Uh, yes, the, uh, the, the history <laughs> history of Australian bodybuilding. Um, out of interest, when you were in, in the UK, did you ever go to Wag Bennett's house? No. No, he used to... He used to um, Wag used to... I know Wag... Yeah, I know you know, yeah. yeah, he used to have all the bodybuilders over to his house... Mm. And uh, Arnold and, and all those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they, they all went over to his place and did it. Wag often had people stay with him, um, so I thought, yeah, you might have. Oh, uh, I got on really well with Oscar Hodenstein. Yeah, I was like always in Oscar's office and give me. He gave me all these photos and stuff. You know, he used to say to me, "Just go through all them boxes and take whatever you want." <laughs> and I think he's, you know, I don't know what happened to him, but photos of Arnold and stuff, yeah. like that. old photos and stuff, you know. You don't, don't, don't I can't them. find them. I don't know what, what happened to him. No, seriously, he used to say to me, just go through anything you want, take, you know. It's all right, it's pretty nice. Yeah. 
So what was Oscar like? So no, he's good. For anyone who, who, who's listening and doesn't know, Oscar was the general secretary of NABBA. He took that position up in 1990, uh, no, sorry, 1955, and he served as more or less the, the head of NABBA, into, uh, NABBA over in the UK and international you know, until 1991 when yeah, he passed away. It was, yeah, he, he never made any money out of it because there was no money to be made, really. Yeah. But he just loved what he was Not doing. Not the way... I mean, I look at bodybuilding and I think, okay, there's money to be made if you want to make it. Yeah. But you've got to really approach it like it's a business yeah, and really he, treat people they didn't like want, shit. They didn't want the publicity. They didn't want yeah. media attention. They didn't want anything. You know, never. Yeah. He wasn't... Cha- he wasn't, wasn't chasing it, the, it. Yeah, well, he wasn't in it for the fame and glory. No. He was in it for... that. I think, I think that, that's always the, the been the, the difference between NABBA and the IFBB. That yeah. NABBA... Yeah was started as an amateur bodybuilding organisation to promote bodybuilding, and it's remained that way ever since. It's it's very puritanical in its approach to yeah, yeah. what bodybuilding is. Um, but, I mean, I don't know, when did you meet Oscar first? Um, 86. And you, well, obviously... Passed. And then I met him in 87, 88, and then, you know, then he kept in touch with me. They always yeah. kept in touch with me, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know what, every time I went there, he'd look after me. He'd uh, throw me money and this and that, you know. That's nice. I didn't even ask for it. He'd, you know, give me like an envelope with some money and say, yeah. just pay for your food and stuff like mm. that, you know. It was oh. good. And he liked he liked me going there because he'd say that, you know, we're not going to see him after the first year, like 87, 88. Yeah. He'd say me, everybody would be ringing up asking if you're competing, if you're competing, you know. And it's good, good trip from there. And he goes, all the girls are ringing up asking if he's competing. <laughs> and he'd say, that, he'd say, he'd say, he's exactly, he'd say to me, listen, leave him alone. He's coming <laughs> with his girlfriend. His girlfriend Tracy's coming. So that you know, <laughs> he'd always say, he's coming with his girlfriend. Leave him alone. <laughs> I used to, that was good. I had a good time with all the girls all the time. You know? I still have it. <laughs> I'm just a friendly person, you know, just hang around. Oh, that's it. You know, people, uh, there's a saying that people don't remember what you say, they remember how you make them feel. Yeah. And if you make people feel good about themselves and you make, you know, you put the smile on people's I faces. You know what? You know, I'm, I'm want just to be like that. I don't, I'm, I'm not a, I don't put people down and stuff like that. You know what? There's, a, look, there's a lot of miserable bastards in bodybuilding. Oh, there is a lot. And, I know, I see you know, it. But I just, just I sit there and I, you know, I don't argue with no one. I, I'm, I'm not a person who's going to sit there and start saying, oh, yeah, this guy's this and this guy's that, mm. you know? I talk to everybody, and to me, we all like, I, I, I don't know, I treat everyone the same. Mm. Guys, girls, different federations, this, that, we just talk, I, you know. It's and I'm easy to get on to, uh, get on well with, so. Yeah. I've always found I that. keep your dad uh, amused every time we go to see <laughs> him. When, when we go to England and stuff like that, he goes, if I'm, if I'm not there, he'd fall asleep. Because <laughs> we just talk all, he goes, when you talk all the way, we drove from, yeah. uh, from Heathrow, to Manchester, and he goes, "Me fuck, you're lucky, lucky you were there because you spoke all the way for four hours. You're just talking. <laughs> Otherwise, would have fallen asleep, you know." Yeah, I've done, I've done a few long drives with him uh, over the years, and it gets a bit. Yeah, you just got to keep talking, and that English countryside can get a little bit. Rep- <laughs> gets one a bit year we drove around that. We couldn't get out of the airport. We drove around the airport about six times, and we kept on going past that plane that's there. You know, there's like that thing. We just. We just got off that plane. Let's we couldn't get, no, it was just a plane that's like a, it's like a big statue sitting in the middle of somewhere. Yeah. And we keep on driving around past this thing. We just could never get out of there. 
I think we spent about an hour and a half driving around in circles in the airport before we got out. The, the, the Nabba Universe videos are all over YouTube. You can watch them all, but, um, you know, the, the over 40s, even the, the guys in the over 50s, it's, uh, it's, it's just crazy. The 40s and 50s are tougher than some of the classes yeah. well, the, because they're the, all... Well, half the, half the guys in the 40s and 50s are ex-pros. Of course. And you think, Christ, you know, give someone a chance. <laughs> give yeah, someone know, a chance. I know, I know, the, I guy, the guy who won the over 50s, um, Joao Bispo Andrade, was in the NABA Pro League uh, 10 years ago. And yeah. he, he retired from that when he turned 40. He won the over 40s, kept, took a couple of years off, came back, won the, <laughs> he's won the over 50s twice. Yeah. So... All right. What would your what would your best advice be for someone who's starting out in the industry, in bodybuilding? I think just stick to the uh, basics, train hard, eat well, forget about drugs, because once you start thinking drugs, you're not going to get nowhere. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of people they think that it's all based around anabolics and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I've seen I've been around for a long time. You know what? There's very few that are going to make it up the top there. And if you can't do do majority of it by yourself and get the size and get this and get that, you know, you're not going to do it. Yeah. So you can, you're always going to improve. But if you want to, we're talking about competitors now, people want to compete. Mm. Just got to push yourself, train hard, eat well, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't, look, I don't believe in uh, bulking up too much because then you just got to lose it. I've got a guy training, at the, a guy I'm training at the moment, he goes to me, oh, He's an albino guy. Yeah. Um, he's won, he won a few shows. I helped him f uh, this year, and he's won a few shows, but natural shows. Yeah. But he's up to 80 Ks now, and he goes, I want to get to 90. I said, you're going to get to 90, what for? And cut back down to 65. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, get to 90 and cut back down to 65, and lose 25 Ks, what for? Stick around 80, 82, yeah. 83, 84, yeah. and cut back down to 70 or something, yeah. you know? Because you're not going to... Is useless gaining all that weight, then you get a cut because he goes, Oh, last year I got to 80 something, and I kept before, before I met him, mm. and he cut down to 62. Oh, Jesus. Now, what's your use of gaining, going up to 90 and cutting down to 60 something again? That's crazy. Ah. I mean, I've and seen. I was showing him today, I was showing him photos of Robert. Yeah, Robert. And Bernard. I said to him, Look, Rob, this guy, he competes at 65, 66, 67 kilos, you know? So I think 68's the heaviest he's been, isn't it? Somebody. Yeah, I think he, he was on he was on stage once at sixty eight. I think that might have been the Asia Pacific this yeah. year. Uh, he did the universe at sixty seven, yeah. and he was like, "Yeah, you know, that's what I mean." I said to him, you know, "Look at look at the shape and the quality of the muscle." Yeah. But look, and Rob's that was a you know he's a great bodybuilder, but he's got weaknesses. Yeah, and he knows that, and he he poses in a way that. You know, yeah, when, but yeah, when yeah. you see the photographs of them, you go, Christ, you know, the bloke's perfect. Yeah. When you, but there's a lot of guys like that. When you see them just standing well, relaxed, you, you go, yeah. You can sort of start picking them apart, but um, I guess it's, you know, lucky that everyone's got little little flaws and little weaknesses. Mm. There's very few. But he's one overall, isn't he? Yeah, well, Rob, Rob, Rob won, won, won the WFF Universe Pro this year. Uh, he won the Asia Pacific Pro. He's. Um, I don't know, he's won the Southerns, he's won the... No, he's won a few shows, I don't know, he's done, done good. I don't think he ever did the Australia. It's one of those ones, like, guys often, they did they did season A or season B. Yeah. So Who's that short guy that did win the Australia? We never competed again. Um, not Jimmy Voozes. No, 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 not Voozes. He's, he's got fucking that many faults, but he gets ripped, huh? Yeah, I, he was crazy. He, he was crazy ripped, condition. Ripped, but condition gets shredded. shredded. He, won the pro, he won the overall universe too, don't you remember? Yeah, he Greece? won the WS Was it in Greece or somewhere? Uh, 
2013, I think it might have been in Greece. Yeah. yeah. Same year the Callum won his junior title. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of people come and go. Callum. <laughs> hey, did you see, have you seen, have you ever watched Generation Iron? Yeah. yeah. They've just released Generation Iron uh, 2. Oh, yeah. Or they just released the, the promos for it and Callum's like all over it. Yeah. So apparently they're going to follow him around and uh, yeah, because he's, the next Arnold. Well, he's not going to do that. That's nothing. the thing. They keep they keep t- touting this guy as the next Arnold. He like, thinks it, he's himself. Fuck, no, 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 nothing like it, you know. But that's the thing. I mean, even the, even with the guys doing the classic bodybuilding, um, the the standard of the classic bodybuilding in the IFBB yeah. is, is very different from what was on the Olympia stage in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, if you want to recreate that look of this nineteen seventies, like right, well. Don't have striated glutes. Um, don't get psychologically oh, shredded, and you know, keep a keep a you know, yeah, 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 look about you. Yeah. Um, but the guys on the Callum will be up against. Okay, he's probably going to be maybe a little bit heavier than them. But um, Callum's got I don't know, his body's too long. Um, his his lats aren't wide enough. No, nah, and his wide. Yeah, he just straight up and down yeah. at the back from the back. You know. It looks all right. It gets hard. Yeah, look, I remember I remember the first... It was funny, a couple of years ago when we ran the Lee Priest Classic, um, Callum made his WF... Over their pro, pro debut. Came pro third, debut. didn't he, or something? Came third behind... Uh, the two guys from um, Poland? Czech, or Czechoslovakia, Czech yeah. So there was um, Slavoj Bednar, who has yeah. won the pro Nava Worlds twice. Um, and there was another guy, Philip Grisner, who was yeah. a Czech... Bodybuilder, he won his pro card at that show, and both of them placed in front of Callum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember afterwards, Callum was like, "Oh, I just, not, I'm not sure if this sport's for me anymore. I'm just, you know, I just, I feel so dejected and blah blah blah." And I'm like, yeah, "But he didn't send a chance to them guys. Them guys are good, man." I'm like, "Okay, you, you, yeah, you've, won a, you've won junior universe titles. You, you've won, yeah, you beat, uh, you know, a dozen other guys in Korea last year on the yeah, yeah. stage. And okay, you, you placed third in your first pro show." Don't be, don't be that upset. Like, yeah. it's not the end of the world. He wants to win everything he enters. Well, that's the thing. He was used to was winning everything that he entered up until that point. Even though he had competed in, um, he'd done NABBA and WFF in Australia yeah. locally, and he'd gotten, he'd been beaten by Jake in the overalls and you know some other yeah, yeah. other people. Um, but once he got to the into that stride where he was Mr. Universe, he was expecting to be. Yeah, Just universe forever, and it was like, yeah. well, you know. Yeah, but how would he go in a NABBA universe? Oh, nah, nah. That's what I mean. It's all right for WFF, but not a NABBA. Yeah, but again, you know, the the the, the WFF. Um, if I put Robbie Begonna at sixty-seven kilos up against yeah. James Llewellyn, yeah, who's yeah, yeah, ninety kilos. Um, actually, it was probably a good example. There was a guy from Korea this year who was about sixty-seven, sixty-eight kilos. Big quads, big arms, great lats, tiny waist, you know, very small joints. Yeah. Um, and he looked absolutely outstanding. He was just so freaky. Yeah. The, the yeah. shape on him was was great. Um, and then you got James Llewellyn, who's a former IFBB pro, who's just the guy's built like a tank. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you put them up against each other, and it's such a different look. You know, James is just muscle upon muscle upon muscle, and yeah. this guy was, you know, le- uh, small, small, small joints. It was just, and, yeah. it just had a very different look. And I'm looking at this guy going, 
that's WFF right there. That, yeah. That, yeah, that's what we were trying yeah, to create. Yeah. Um, whereas James is very much a nabber, hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. thick, round. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, hard and heavy, sort of heavy hitter bodybuilder. Um, but it was funny because the, the, the Korean guy who was 67 kilos placed second uh, behind James. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, look, if you put Rob Bagonner up, up on that stage, yeah, he'd probably do okay. I mean, it, it always depends on who shows up. On yeah, the day. yeah, he, yeah. He'll probably do well. But when you put him in the mix on the NABA Pro lineup, it is a very different look. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's very much app, you know, apples, well, apples and oranges, but it's green apples and red apples. You know, you get a... It's a same, He'll same, look tiny next to these guys. But, you know... He'll be in shape, yeah. but if they're, they're in shape, they're hard, yeah. like, you know... But again, you compare the, the guys on the NABA Pro lineup to the guys on the Olympia lineup. Yeah. And... Let's be honest. There is no comparison. Yeah, yeah. For for a lot of them, some of the guys that you know who place outside of the top six, yeah, okay, you could probably interchange them. Mm. Some of them are pretty, you know, yeah, they shouldn't be up there. But, um, yeah, you know, the, the the top six of the Olympia, they're just that sort of unbeat, yeah. that untouchable, of course, level. Yeah, yeah. That if yeah. you place top six, and that's what I remember, um, yeah, sort of like what Lee Lee said to me previously, like getting that top six at the Olympia is, yeah, you, you know that you're really... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're really in that, that upper echelon. Well, anybody can win it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we've probably taken up enough, <laughs> enough right. of your time. All right. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, Facebook's the easiest way. Yeah, yeah. You don't have... Do you have Instagram? Yeah, I've got Instagram as well. What's your Instagram handle? Is it at... Sammy Ionides or That's something, it, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. All right, I'll, uh, I'll, Some, I'll something like that. No Twitter. You're looking at me like what the fuck's I Twitter? I think, I think I'm on. I don't know. But I don't use Twitter. it. I don't use it. No, no. So just on Facebook, Fa- uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram. All right, and uh, Balaclava Body World. If people want to come down and train with, how many times? So you, how many times training, Mr. Universe, Mr. World, Mr. World. No, two times Junior Universe two. and Navi Universe and Runner Up. In the best in the world, in Atlantic okay. City, I should have won that yeah. one too. <laughs> Joe Bucci. <laughs> now you know what I spoon about that show because it was a good show. That Sue Newbury was there. It was Sue Newbury's federation, I think it was. Okay. Uh, George Snyder ran it. Yeah. I think he did. Did he have something to do with pumping iron, George Snyder? Yeah. Uh, George Butler. George Snyder. No, uh, it was George Butler and Charles Gaines. Yeah, I oh, wrote in Charles Gaines. Yeah. But uh, George Snyder rang it. Sue Newbrow was there. Reg Park was there. They were all part of the thing. And um, the only other people that won it was Samir Banut and Robbie Robinson. Okay. And I'm spewing right. I didn't get that ring saying best <laughs> in the world because, you know what, I should have won that show. <laughs> they, they they gave it to Joe Bucci. He shouldn't should have been placed. Who the hell's Joe Bucci? Uh, Is he, did he do it, anything after big, that? Nah. Big name, American, big arms. Yeah. Um, invitation only show but didn't know what condition I'm going to roll up in Sue Newbury knew what shape I would roll up in yeah. and then he was arguing with everybody to give him, give me the trophy and the uh, the ring because <laughs> you know he shouldn't have, Bucci shouldn't have got it Yeah. and then George Snyder's trying to give me money give me all the eight grand for to, ripping me off to pay you yeah. off Jesus uh, Ridge Park everybody you know there's big write ups in the magazines yeah, I roll up to LA and uh, I've Got into 
Royal Gym over there. Yeah. Everybody come up to me, all the Joe Gold and all them in the old days. Tell me we heard what happened. And <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, oh, doesn't matter. That's water off a duck's back. But it's that's that's the politics you get in bodybuilding. You don't, you know, whatever happens. Yeah. On that one that I, I should add, that show that I lost in the over fifties. Yeah. I got, I think it was seven firsts. How'd you lose? I lost How'd because they they had two they had two. Um, People judging, uh, two people, uh, yeah, judging. They gave me no scores, and then I got, uh, and then um, a couple of seconds and stuff. Like the other guy oh, got yeah. all seconds and one by point. Fact. And I said, and the same with when that uh, Aussie girl won. The yeah. Russian girl had most first. I said, the, said to your dad, ask him. Yeah, the Russian girl. What was her name? She's won a few of them. Maria Kuzmina. Yeah, and yeah. the other one that beat her was the Aussie girl. What was her name? Not. Um, She's got a French name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, she's the she got, went to the WBFF. Yeah, she's got a French name. Uh, she won the Nabba Worlds in and the universe. Yeah, um, Mary Ann, Mary something. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, Anne Marie Lasser. Anne Marie, and she um, she shouldn't have won because that other one had mostly all first and yeah. a few shit, shit scores and then she ends up going I said, and then we yeah. spoke with your dad and I said did your dad give me the judging shit he goes I can't I said, he knew I was going to put them on social media he goes I can't give them to you Yeah. I said and then he I said don't look because he, he showed them to me yeah. I said don't come all the judges got me first and these two are here and there wasn't an Aussie judge in there yeah and uh, I, I lost the show. I look, there's a, there's a lot of people who have who have been critical of bodybuilding. And then your dad goes to me, what they should do, whoever gets them, you know how to eliminate top and low. Yeah. Whoever gets the most first, if there's eleven judges and seven giving giving you first, you should you should win. Yeah. You know what the other judges are giving you whatever they want. Then yeah. the fourth and an eighth, yeah. they don't know what they're doing. Nah. Oh, look, <laughs> I've I've seen I've seen judging judging sheets uh, from you know, all around the world and. It happens everywhere. Yeah, you they, they favour there. Well, there's part of it is they favour there, but their own competitors. But there's also this this issue of what um, what might be the the ideal bodybuilder in France is slightly different from what's the ideal bodybuilder in Korea yeah. or in Australia or in the USA or Brazil or the yeah, Czech yeah. Republic. And you've got all these people with their own mindsets around what they're looking for as the ideal the, the ideal physique. Yeah, and Usually it'll be the you know yeah. usually they get the first person is correct unless unless they're guys up there and it looks like you can win it <laughs> but you know like, <laughs> yeah. like we've had we've had situations or I've known of situations where um, national presidents just get up and walk out of the judging panel because their their person doesn't win they crack the shits and they walk off and they don't come back and they, <laughs> and they leave the show and you're like okay we're about you know five hours into a 10 hour show can you maybe come back and you know yeah, but the Chinese, like a you, child? Know, you know when the Chinese were competing I was yeah. saying to me can you have a word to um, Graham and I said to him I can't have a word to him well they were asking to yeah. for, coll- for collusion yeah and they get on but yeah. we'll pay anything no no they say oh, that Jesus. but I, I don't have I, don't yeah. I said look you know we don't do things like that you know you have to be very good yeah and you'll get judged properly you know yeah. Uh, but again, they're saying we'll, we'll pay anything as long as we get a first place. They want what? See, that's, that's, a first place. That's how they think. Money. But that's that's the different mentality. Jones. And like I don't know, I mean, we've we've had shows where we've had like twenty twenty judges. Where the, the WFF University this year, we had twenty three judges from yeah. twenty three countries on the panel, and most of them sat there all day. You know, they would come off and come on that. But you know, that was a very um, 
that was very open and transparent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's no way. I mean, I've seen shows where there's three judges judging two or three hundred people. When you've got 23 judges <laughs> yeah. judging 150 yeah. people, man, you know, if, if the if the scores don't add up, then something's seriously Of course, wrong. of course. When people come to you afterwards and go, oh, you know, I should have been third, not fourth. And you go, listen, 23 judges. I don't make any calls. There's yeah, 23 yeah. judges. Of course, yeah. That's, yeah. you know... Yeah. If, you're, if you want to tell if you want to tell twenty three people that they're wrong, go right ahead. Tell yeah. twenty three judges that they're wrong, but yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah. In your situation, when you get, you know, it's one point of difference, or it's very close. Yeah, well, like it's happening that many times. I don't hard. care. You know, because I always know that I get I get uh, good reviews and good. You know. Yeah. So it doesn't worry me. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I never go on and say, oh, you know, I should have done this. If I lose to somebody, bad luck, and I've lost, but it would have been good if I won it. I'd like, like, I'd love that ring, you know, best in the world ring. I guess, you know, if you, if you, if you think about what, uh, what could have been too much, you spend too much time living in the past. And yeah. Bodybuilding's not about living in the past. It's about being better tomorrow than what you were today. Yeah, Greek guys slept there. Yeah, that was bad. (laughs) I saw something, he went on, he went on Greek TV uh, afterwards. Oh, did he? Explaining himself. And um, apparently, the, the he was just saying. I heard him saying, and I could just hit, hit vaguely that, but how could I could I could I beat this guy yesterday or something? Yeah. Or a couple of days ago, and now they give it to him. Yeah. You know. Well, he was he was complaining that he'd already won it, and then the next day they get they 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 give it to someone. I don't know something like that. What was he saying? He went on he went on TV in Greece talking about what he felt was the corrupt decision. Oh. And it was, all, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't speak fluent Greek, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't really get the full guts of it, but look it up, it's probably on YouTube now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. um, yeah, he's explaining, he's trying to explain himself and, and why he did know, it, saying how much he doesn't like the IFBB judging and all that, so, but you know, he's, he's obviously, of everything, well, yeah. he's obviously not, he's not going to be welcomed back at the IFBB Anywhere, anytime probably. soon, so yeah, it's not, um, you won't take the nap he'll probably slap someone else if he doesn't get a place oh well you know I, the guy who got slapped was the MC and I thought he's, geez, you he know, was this, what's his name's uh, right hand man yeah uh, the, Raphael the, the, Raphael, yeah. yeah. so, so he's, thinking, he wasn't even from he wasn't even from Greece geez, he was just some no no well that's he's, he's yeah, a Spanish guy but I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at this situation going geez, that that, yeah, yeah, that that could be me that could be <laughs> me and dad that could, <laughs> someone's coming up slapping me in the face alright alright buddy well um, thank you very much for. If, if you need anything else, just. Oh, if you're not sure, I think it's just cool. Not, just no roots on a Friday. That's the only nah, thing. Man, or a Saturday. <laughs> or a Saturday. Anything else? Any other day of the week? And I miss my kids. I feel like calling, but I've got to go to a party now. That's all right. All right. Well, you go to your party, and I'm going to go home for dinner. Mm-hmm. That's right. what I'm going. I'm going to dinner. It's not a party. It's a, yeah, somebody's Christmas break up, and they've invited me. One of the clients I train. Okay. I'm just go and eat. It's all right. Nice. Peace. All right. All right. Thank you, mate.